misunderstood the show for the misunderstood lady or gent we are your hosts i'm nat and i'm cat today we're going to talk about the new trend that is drag kids y'all eating disorders and body image but first it's time for our patented culture shock moment of the week let's take it away now yeah so discovery plus they just announced a new show called generation drag oh. which follows five teen queens sorry five teen drag queens mm. to document their drag journey as they quote find their identities so we're just gonna play you a little clip from that to start things off and just get things real nice and disturbing Welcome to the Pink Palace, my lovely friends. I first discovered drag at 13. I didn't know what it was, but I knew I wanted it. Put on the wig and the makeup, and I'm someone completely different. I'm so pretty! My drag name is Vanessa Shimmer, and she is just a force you cannot reckon with. How do I parent a child that wants to do drag? I never expected drag to be a part of our lives. Oh my God, these are so cute. These are problems I never thought I had to prepare for. What I love about drag is the glitz and the glam. My name is Noah and I'm transgender. Have you talked to mom and dad about the pictures? What do you think of taking those photos down? It's a constant reminder that I had to pretend I was a boy. Do you think a mom would ever want to watch me do drag? How do I explain this to my child that she doesn't fully accept novella? Making friends has been a hard thing for me to do. When I'm becoming emo, Whoa. become more confident. Let me make sure you are appropriately fluffed. <laughs> this transition has been difficult for them, but... They try, and that's all you can ask for. It's important for kids to understand that they're not alone. So my mom started Dragiton. Kids and their families are coming from all over the country where we get to be our true selves. Oh God, this is happening. It's Vanessa Shimmer! This is a place of love and support because we need that in this world. This is me, and you better like it. So, critics feel the show is grooming kids. Mm -hmm. um, Can see it. Yeah, and Howard Lee, the president of TLC Streaming and Network Originals, touted the teenage drag star's commitments to being true to themselves and recognizing the importance of living authentically. Yeah, because mm -hmm. kids, kids can authentic, authentically be themselves pre-puberty, right? Yeah, I mean, well, kids are like, being a child and authentic is so almost synonymous unless you have something like like you don't know right. who you are going to be right. when you grow up like you said like before puberty but you're at least like being a child should be about being authentic all the time and just like living and like when I was a kid I would just like jump in the lake with my shoes on like you, yeah. you don't think about like you're you free spirited yeah, exactly so yep. while I like and I'm going to say the same thing throughout this entire episode I think kids should be allowed to dress up and play. I Me think too. Ex exploration, child, exactly. of course. Yeah. About. But adults um, using that to profit and posting it on the internet 
and posting it on television is disgusting, I think. Yeah, like these parents are literally exploiting their kids. And it's like, okay, if your child wants to express themselves in a certain way, I mean, I'm all for it, but yeah. like let your kid audition for theater, musical theater, I don't know. Yeah. You know, join the arts, do dance or something. You don't need to dress up with a lot of makeup in dresses to make yourself I don't, I don't know. I just, it doesn't really, it doesn't make sense for, for me. Like, I think that there are so yeah. many other options for you as a child, as a parent. Yeah, especially because drag, again, like, I'm going to say this probably a couple times, but drag is for adults and it's mostly adults who do it. It's mostly adult gay men who do it. Mm -hmm. So, like, why would you put your child in a situation where there's, like, basically no other children and they have to grow up so much faster and they're not going to have any peers that are just going to be hanging out with a bunch of adults who are not their parents? Right. And, I mean, as you said, it's all right if you're a consenting adult and you want to do – if you want to dress up like a woman, whatever, man. Like, live your life. But this show is kind of normalizing gender bending to me. Like, it's not healthy for – a child who doesn't fully understand their own, you know, gender yet or sex or other people's sex and gender yet to be exploring these things. But because when you're a kid, like you're supposed to just be exploring yourself, you know, and discovering the world. Oh, that's a boy. That's a girl. Like throwing this confusion into the mix is pure evil, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I really think it's evil. Yeah. And profiting off of it. Yeah. Like, why does Tyra Banks need to make more money from television? Doesn't she have enough going on? Yeah. And like, why? Like, just go back to America's Next Top Model or yeah. something, you know? But she'll probably be like, OK, and I'll do it with children. It's like. <sighs> just leave kids out of exactly, media. Exactly. Like, it, we know what being in the limelight does to children. We know yeah. from. And we'll talk about that more. Yeah. Uh, like throughout child the show. actors and child stars. Like yeah. it's, it's a it's a problem. It creates mental health issues, except for that one that we talked about who was in Disney, who's like grew up to be pretty normal. But he was like the guy who was on Disney and he was like all the my female co stars. Were oh, all, yeah. Cole Sprouse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like he was probably the exception where he's like, he seems OK, maybe. Yeah. But all the other ones are messed up. Yeah. So great. Throw your kid into that dragon's den or whatever lion's den. Whatever yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so there's been obviously some backlash um, and I think it's warranted, mm -hmm. uh, frankly. And there's there's another article that I think we should pull up uh, that's called letting an eight year old be a drag queen isn't progressive. It's child abuse. So this I think a lot of you probably are aware of Desmond is amazing or Desi. I hadn't heard of this person. OK, yeah. yeah. So they went viral a few years ago and we'll kind of get more into who this child is um, but this article was written a few years ago about this person and one other drag kid so um, this is just a quote from it that I'd like to read if that's okay mm -hmm. um, so what concerned onlookers likely mean is that children who are encouraged to embrace their opposite gender or who are encouraged to dress in drag when they are not sexually developed or even coherent about sexuality may grow up to be profoundly confused about their sexuality and gender um, yeah, so I think that's, I really think that basically sums up my thoughts on this entire segment, frankly. Like, I just think it's you're, it's wrong to confuse kids yeah. before they have any understanding of the world. Yeah, and I also think, and we've touched on, like, pageant moms before. Yes. But, like, gay or straight, trans or not, putting a kid in a bunch of makeup and propping them up and taking sultry photos of them Yeah, making them look more up. mature. Yeah, so yeah. people could be like, oh, well, why don't you criticize pageant moms? We do. Yeah. Like, we literally do. It's like it's weird adults who want to live vicariously through their children because they weren't successful or beautiful or whatever. Yeah. And you see it even without pageant. You see it with dance moms. You see it with hockey dads. And using your child to live vicariously to have success that you didn't have in your own life is messed up on its own. Yeah. But... But this is like so sexual. It's it drag is 
a sexual art form in it in of itself. Yeah. So putting a child in that is just super messed up. And like, like the drag queen who was like, yes, queen. Mm -hmm. It's like, why don't you just find another person to prop up instead of a child? Like pick any other, there's 18 year olds and up who want to be drag queens who want to be the face of your new line or whatever. Like go for it, use them. Why do you have to use the kid? Because you know it's controversial. Well, especially because like kids can't consent to this stuff. They really can't because if a child is too young to have sex, they're too young to partake in things that are sexual or exploitative in any way. Um, And I think another thing that's really important to note here is that when a kid does something, let's say little Desmond who is, so Desmond Naples, known as Desmond uh, is amazing, is one of the kids listed in this article and they began dressing in women's clothes at two, according to Metro. And one of the things Desmond says is, I always get a positive reaction. People will clap and will be smiling when I'm done. I also do public speaking to give speeches and I always get a good reaction to that too. So the point I'm trying to make is when little Desi dresses up in girls clothes and mommy goes, you look so pretty Desi, that's affirming him. And that's what kids, they aim to please. They Mm -hmm. aim to please the superiors in their life. So you are planting a seed that, oh, I get praise when I do this. So I'm going to continue to do it. And it's grooming, it's wrong. Yeah, and the fact that they're like, oh, adults love it. Yeah, Yeah. creepy adults love it. Like creepy adults also have child pornography on their computers. Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean it's a good thing to do. And yep. it makes me think like, just what about a kid who has an affinity for playing with toy guns? It's like, well, that's who they authentically are. Let's send them to war. Yeah, exactly. Like, Let's give them a real one. Yeah, like, you know? because that's what they're into as a five, six year old. Like that's who they are. No, that's crazy. You wouldn't do that. And this is, this could be just as life damaging. Yeah, I, I agree. And this Desmond is amazing, has also received a lot of, the parents have received a lot of backlash because this child, is, has been seen dancing at literal gay nightclubs. Yeah. Like, who's watching this child? It's adult gay men. Yeah. I'm like, and this is nothing against the gay community, no, but it's creepy all. for a child to be in that situation yeah. or setting. It would full stop. It would be creepy for a little girl to be dancing in an adult nightclub with heterosexual people. Exactly. It would be extremely inappropriate and extremely creepy, and we would never do that. We would yeah. never do that because some adults like children. Like, we have to protect children, even if. Let's assume there's no pedos in the audience, which you can't assume. You can't assume, assume, yeah. It's still not good for the kid to be indoctrinated into that, like, limelight Hollywood-esque world where, you know, to talk to the next article that we're going to talk about, maybe it's not the next one, but one of these is about um, uh, eating disorders and anorexia and bulimia, which affects gay men and women more than the average population. So it's like, so you're just going to put your kid in that world and give them body dysmorphia if not full-blown gender dysmorph or gender dysphoria. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a great point. Also, like, how many drag kids are there in this world? In the world, this seems like a very isolating thing for a child to be subjected yeah. to. Like, so now your kid's gonna grow up being this weirdo who does drag surrounded by a bunch of gay men their whole life without any real friends. Like, that's not that's not productive for them. They need to be around kids their own age, being weirdos. Like. I don't I just don't get why in 2022 like this is where where it is for children like this is what's considered allegedly normal by our society like kids should just be getting dirty and like playing in the Physically, whatever like, yeah dirty. yeah like yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know what I mean like they should just be kids like and we need to preserve their innocence and mm-hmm. I just think parents have just really screwed up yeah well remember a couple weeks ago we were talking about how when you erase the definition of a woman it it, it hurts women and then you mentioned like what happens if you erase the definition of a child yeah and it's like this is sort of that slippery slope thank goodness they're still throwing drag kid on it sure but, like when is that line going to be blurred yeah they're already dancing in nightclubs it's like 
Yeah. It's not good. It ain't good. Yeah. And I, I think, too, like, it's one thing to let your kid play dress up and put on nail polish, but it's a whole new thing to affirm a biological male child that, like, that they look pretty. Like, it's mm -hmm. just, it's not right when they are in women's clothes or yeah, girls' or, clothes. or post it online because these kids are so young. Yeah, and they, they can't consent. They shouldn't have social media accounts of their own. So yeah. it's obviously adults who are posting for them who are, right. like, it, maybe it's parents, maybe it's not, maybe it's older friends. In but the like drag a scene. child can't consent to their photo being shared like that. Exactly. You know, and it's exactly. I just think it's really sick. And I mean, Walt Heyer is someone who is who was a trans woman who detransitioned. And this is what happened to him as a kid. His grandma would dress him up in girls dresses, affirm him. And then he grew up with all this confusion and gender dysphoria. And then he transitioned and detransitioned. And you can learn more about him at sexchangeregret.com. But like, this is what happens. This is how you grow kids and it's I don't know how many times I can say this but it's so evil it's just so belligerent and disgusting and like demonic even like let's just preserve their innocence mm -hmm. let's just preserve their innocence yeah well like you just said you a kid can't consent to sex and like the example I used about war a kid can't consent to going to war they're not allowed to vote they're not allowed to get piercings like but this is okay yeah this is fine when they're when their soft little sponge brains are still developing you're like you're gonna affirm them and say oh you're so pretty well what about how they look without the makeup on Do yeah. you ever say to to boy Desmond Desmond, you look very good today. You look handsome. You look like a smart, young, strong boy. Like maybe they are, but like if you are giving them way more affirmation when they're in drag than they are regularly, maybe that's why they want to get in drag in the first place. Because yeah. a lot of drag queens come like I love watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Like I'm probably well, I don't think I'm the only one at Rebel, but I might be one of two. So, you know, for someone on the conservative side, it's like not the most common um interest However, i've been to drag shows really surprisingly okay so <laughs> i love drag it, it for me brought me out of a, a time where i was very depressed and i didn't feel beautiful and i was like if these men can cinch their waists and put on all this makeup and feel confident and beautiful why can't i yeah on a daily basis so for me it was extremely uplifting and i really it makes me laugh but it's dirty it's super dirty. It's raunchy. It's raunchy. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Because it's adult content. Yeah. And that's what it needs to remain. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forget what my point was. But it's raunchy. It's yeah. for adults. And having children watching this, like, you know, the article about um, about Desmond, he mentions that um, what got him into it was that his mom was watching RuPaul's Drag Race and he was playing and he dropped what he was doing to go watch it. Well, what, like his mom shouldn't have been watching RuPaul's Drag Race with the kid there. I agree. Watch it when he's in, in bed. Yeah. Like, it's not a normal thing to expose your child to. It's it's messed up. It is messed up. Yeah. And I, I just wonder if, ex like, exploiting your child like this and pushing them into this sort of, I guess, identity class or group of people, is it going to confuse their gender identity? when they're that young and they're exposed to this. And maybe this is part of the big agenda to just confuse the hell out of kids. But like, I don't know, like we've seen the stats, like most kids who identify as trans when they're younger, detransition or change their mind or grow out of their gender dysphoria. So I don't know, maybe we should talk about this next. Yeah, well, I, I remember my point really yeah. quickly. It's that a lot of the contestants on RuPaul's Drag Race, like majority of them had terrible childhoods, not all of right. them. And as, as the seasons progress you see more and more people with supportive families but a lot of them have emotional issues stemming from terrible parents who didn't um love them for who they were so having a kid that that who's that young who's already 
feeling like they need to put on all this makeup and, yeah. and this glossy exterior. It's like, so what? how are you treating your kid? They should feel loved and beautiful and smart. And like my parents, when I was a kid, they were like, you can do anything you want. Maybe yeah. too much. <laughs> but like. <laughs> she turned out great. Though. Yeah. <laughs> too yeah. great. No. <laughs> but um, it's just like your kid shouldn't need that facade at that young age. Yeah. Maybe if they have a terribly troubled childhood and maybe that's just going to be who they are anyways, even if they have a super happy family. But it's. It's usually people who don't have that. And so they find their family within the drag community. So like right. what's what's going on in Desmond's house? Like yeah. He needs this so young. It's sad. Yeah. And I think like the mother is seems to be very defensive when anyone calls her out mm -hmm. on this maybe being a little inappropriate. It's like, well, if you're that defensive, there's something sus going mm -hmm. on, mom. Yeah. OK. Um, and we've seen this before, too, where kids feel, you know, unsafe in a household or they don't feel like they can connect with people. So they find these, you know, forums online we've talked about tumblr a lot being very dangerous for young girls and as we've seen these girls and young kids are exploited to these ideologies they you know mutilate their body they they take hormones and then they grow out of it or change their mind or regret it and i just don't think it's worth the risk it's not worth the risk not at that age no your breasts are like as a woman like your breasts are developing and you're putting them in binders which i was as i was doing the research for this episode i didn't know but it kind of makes sense that like just putting your boobs in a binder very is, unhealthy it's really unhealthy yeah. for you. it can constrict your breathing it can it can physically damage your skin yeah can do all sorts of stuff and it can make your if you want to have a double mastectomy in the future um if that's what you choose it can make that procedure not available to you as an option for whatever reason i don't know um so it's weird. It's weird to put a kid in drag and to bind them up and to put fake penises in their little underwear. Like, it's just, it's all yeah. so weird. And it's becoming so normal, and I don't like it. No, and I think that it's become this way because people, conservatives and Christians, have just been too silent about it. We we were too silent when things start, the, the slippery slope, we just started going down and we were like, oh, it's going to be okay. I need to be loving and accepting. And it's like, no, we should have stopped it from the start. And now yeah. it's, it's it might almost be too late. Yeah. So it's really time for us to like pick up this fight because- I think the ones that weren't accepting of it were, were labeled as- Bigots. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, you don't want to be a bigot. I don't want to be a bigot. I certainly don't. But it's like, okay, well, maybe- bigotry is not what that, it should be called. Maybe yeah. it should be called protecting kids. I just don't think that that word means anything it anymore, does. frankly. Um, yeah, let's just maybe quickly okay. touch on this EV article. Um, so up to 95% of trans kids outgrow gender dysphoria with no medical intervention. Ooh, surprise, surprise. Mm. So according to Gallup, 16% of Gen Z now identify as LGBT, while 9.1% of millennials do. 1.8% uh, of Gen Z identify as trans, which is more than double the combined percentage of Gen X boomers and traditionalists that identify as trans. So there's clearly something in the water, mm -hmm, folks. Mm -hmm. It's called public school. No. <laughs> yeah, it's called chloride or whatever yeah. it is in the water. Or that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just think it's interesting that like the the crazy increase in people who identify as gay or lesbian or transgender has increased so much it's like so either they're actually increasing at a way more than natural evolution like humans yeah. evolve over millions of years right or thousands like it's not it's not two yeah it's like a long time so for that for the generational gap between these numbers to go up that significantly something's either it's a cultural something's shift wrong yeah like the water like maybe alex jones was right about the frogs <laughs> or, or i meant that more figuratively figuratively but maybe it is literally the water yeah 
they're not. Yeah. And we're just every, we're just pushing this agenda on young children, and they're like, oh, that sounds fun. Like we've talked about this yeah. before with um the thing that's called the, the thing. Yeah, cognitive mm -hmm. something. Cognitive development. Mm, the thing that where you like young girls are um they're part of groups and they. Cognitive dissonance. No. Well, figure it out. I'll post an article and cut all this out. And oh, like social contagion. Yes, social contagion. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. We nailed it. So good. Yeah. We nailed it. Um, I definitely think it's a it's it's definitely um political agenda, cultural agenda to do this to our children, as we've talked about with CRT being in partnership with um queer theory like there's there's definitely a clear-cut agenda mm -hmm. i just can't see it any other way it's not the way god made us god did not make us to be gender confused like you know he calls men like he created men and women called it good like that is how it's written there's really no argue you can't argue that like it, you know unless you're not a christian i guess yeah. but like eh, i'd say you're wrong yeah. <laughs> so um i also thought that in this article they pointed out something very interesting which is like a lot of um kids might be expressing feelings of body dysmorphia mm -hmm. and then being misdiagnosed as uh gender dysphoric yeah. so um the difference is gender dysphoria refers to an internal conflict with an individual between the gender they identify as and the one that they were given at birth uh, their their sex at birth but body dysmorphia defines a sense of anxiety around your body or a particular body part wherein the person with the condition may believe that some part or all of their body is defective or wrong so right. i think maybe you agree i have definitely experienced Me body too. dysmorphia oh yeah i'm like i think oh, most look women at my pores they're so big and then my friend's like what yeah no one sees that but you like when i look at you i see a beautiful girl but like sometimes <sighs> Like, you know, I don't know what you see when you look in the mirror. Maybe a, an ogre. <laughs> so <laughs> well, clearly there's something going on in your brain. Right. So think about how probably I would guess I'm, I'm just going to make this number up like 90 percent of women have body dysmorphia. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So it's like, oh, my God, like this, my eyebrows or whatever yeah. it is. And you're like, all I see is someone very beautiful in yeah. front of me. So it's like so maybe people are getting misdiagnosed and they're and they're like, oh, hey, mom, I feel wrong inside my body like yeah. I didn't I don't have big boobies but when I was a kid like I loved playing sports and jumping on a trampoline so I can imagine had I developed really Earlier, large breasts yeah. I would have been like I hate this yeah. it stops me from playing hockey I can't wear the chest guard especially I can't. when other classmates are not developing at the same exactly. pace as you right there's always that one kid that just has that growth spurt yeah, and exactly. you're like and dang it's Susan so I can imagine hating my body if that was the case yeah. for me in sports and whatever and maybe someone would have been like oh you hate your boobies because you're really a boy. It's like, yeah. no, because I want to play sports and they're annoying. But like you grow into it, you grow out of that. Like you figure out a right bra for you and you can still like get some support and yeah. make it work. <laughs> no, for sure. And okay, you kind of touched on this earlier, but do you think that all the people who are like encouraging these kids to do drag, to mutilate their bodies and encourage them to transition before they are you know, fully developed, do you think it's just that they are projecting their own insecurities on these kids? Like they just want them to be actually miserable and confused because it's just such an extremely abusive and manipulative thing for these people to do. But mm -hmm. And they don't, like they don't, like the teacher that's telling the student to transition does not love that student more than their parents. No, yeah, I like, agree. It's, they're but just, also it's parents who do it too. Yeah, which I think is a projection thing. Like I think as you kind of called out earlier, there, there must be just this weird thing where kids are just, like their parents, sorry, are projecting their insecurities on them. Absolutely. You know, we, I- We ugh. see it all the time, all the time. 
when your parent gets too angry that you didn't win that soccer game or your mom is like, you didn't do the right dance or, move yeah, there. You're not pretty enough yeah, or exactly. whatever. Yeah. Well, we know moms can be critical. So mm -hmm. it's not that they're, I don't think that most of these people are necessarily evil or trying to hurt their kids. I think that they think that they're trying to make them better and trying to vicariously live through them. And that can be just as dangerous. Yeah. It's like, maybe I don't want to be who you want me to be, mom. But it's like, like you said, kids love acceptance and they will they will move in the direction of whatever the adults are clapping for. Yeah, Not absolutely. Just kids do that adults do it too, but it's way more dangerous when it's a kid. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. So I guess this article is based off of a study um, by the American College of Pediatricians. And as the headline reads, 80 to 95 percent of gender dysphoric children accepted their biological sex by working with a therapist. And I just read the conclusion of this study, which I think is important if you don't mind me reading. So uh, the treatment of G gender dysphoria in childhood with hormones effectively amounts to mass experimentation on and sterilization of youth who are cognitively incapable of providing informed consent. There is a serious ethical problem with allowing irreversible life-changing procedures to be performed on minors who are too young to give valid consent themselves. Adolescents cannot understand the magnitude of such decisions. So it's funny how like a culture that's so keen on consent and like, yeah. you know, all this doesn't matter if it's a kid, let's just experiment on them. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's funny. I and mean, we is. talked about this last week, even how kids are just unconsenting subjects to this crap and it's not fair. It ain't fair. It's not. And fair. I'm mad about it. I'm mad too. Yeah. Gosh. How, I don't know. I don't know how we're supposed to fix it. I think the best way to fix it is to not worry about being labeled a bigot and a turf and keep talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and go to church. Bring your kids to church. A thousand percent. Because like the Bible says, if God is for us, who can be against us? So even if like you're getting like beaten up on social media, you know, or whatever, people start to abandon you in your life because you're standing up for the truth. You can rest assured knowing that you're standing up for the truth and you're right. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. That's, I like that. That's the only advice I got. That's good advice. Anyway. Should What's we? Our next article? Should we talk about health? Yeah. I mean, it, it ties into this conversation nicely because a lot of these kids are going to have uh, severe health problems physically, if not mentally, mentally, if not physically. So yeah, good it's point. messed up. So, um, all right. Oh, okay. There we go. All right. <clears throat> well, this article is about Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones, yes. who played Lady Sansa. Um, she reveals the best advice she received from her companion while in the throes of an eating disorder. So she describes her companion as a live-in therapist, which she Must needed. be nice. Yeah. To afford that. Right. <laughs> which she needed for several reasons, um, mostly her eating disorder when she was working on Game of Thrones, because she was 15 when she started that. Yeah. So young. But also, I, I think... You made might have sent me the article. She also had um, issues from all the con the adult content and subject matter that they were filming on Game of Thrones because yeah. her character was particularly abused. So she was like, she had to um, disassociate from the content, yeah. and as soon as the camera stopped rolling, she had to like sing and dance and like play. And then she said she's definitely gonna have trauma long term from what she went through. Yeah, filming that as a young child. So, anyways, that's a side note. But this is specifically about her eating disorder. Um, it's, I'm glad she had help Yeah, while she was there. Yeah. She's lucky that she could have that level of help. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that is a great privilege, but I mean, yeah. So she, I think one of the things that really kind of sprung this on was the fact that she started to get weird comments and criticisms on social media about her appearance. And we talk about social media a lot on the show. Um, 
but it's like it's fair because like grown adults can't even handle those criticisms so how yeah. can we expect a teenager in the public eye to to cope with that like it's difficult i mean i have a hard time reading some of your mean comments sometimes no one says anything mean about you why i ought to, why but, but i mean i don't take it personally because i don't really care like just trolls, yeah trolls. like if you had a profile picture in your <laughs> yeah. in your youtube or whatever the chances are you're not more gorgeous than that <laughs> <laughs> but um one of the things that her companion told her that sophie says was very helpful for her was that this is a quote from her companion you know no one actually cares i know you think this but nobody else is thinking it you're not that important which is kind of mean it's like you're not that important but it's true it's like that's it's so true that's what we were saying about body dysmorphia, dysmorphia when yeah. i look in the mirror and i'm like oh my god like this nostril's bigger than this one or like my yeah. ears for instance that yeah. i freaking hate they're like they're fine yeah well i don't see it that way but you're like no one cares about you that much that they're like ew her well, ears are too weird or whatever but it kind of just stems from our culture which is like this self-love thing it's like it just keeps you solely fixated on yourself yeah. and it's like it's so self-centered and you know like people are too busy worrying about their own lives to give a crap about your ears or my double chin or whatever <laughs> you know and I think one of the things that I just thought of about this article is that like in general we just need to normalize like weight fluctuations in teens too because like I've had weight fluctuations like young girls like she was 16 when she started the show of course her body's gonna change like that's normal like it's just normal we need to not like criticize young girls for gaining or losing weight mm -hmm. unless was, it's extreme and they're in yeah, danger yeah and then you take them to the hospital like I you was know? straight up ugly in high school me like, too thank god honestly thank god for that plastic surgery <laughs> no just kidding thank god social media wasn't sorry. oh I know it wasn't it wasn't as prevalent when we were growing up no, I got uh Facebook for the first time when I was in grade 12 right and by then i had already kind of become hot exactly. so yeah <laughs> so it's fine but um these kids are growing up now and they're like going through their awkward teen chubby phase where they get their like i got my eyebrows waxed once and they were like way too thin and it was <laughs> horrible in there. or pimples pimples like, yeah oh my god yeah. Or, like awkward bras awkward outfits that you're like yeah. oh like i'm dressing like a kid but like I'm a teenager and it's like awkward and your parents are still buying you kid stuff and you feel just so awkward it's the worst time it's literally the worst yeah and so to have be in the eye of the public like Sophie was and to have literally like people if people are trolling us like we're literally nobody and yeah she was on Game of Thrones which is one of the most popular shows of all time yeah ever so, and yeah. she was a beautiful like that's she's gorgeous thing. she's so beautiful yeah. for, so for people to be like criticizing her it's, and then how is she supposed to deal with that it's awful but it's just jealous trolls yes that's the thing it's yeah. the same thing with like these weirdos projecting their crap on kids that's what that's what's going on here in the world there's if you're insecure just shut your mouth like go work on yourself mm -hmm. honestly like go find jesus because mm -hmm. you're not doing anything fruitful for the world by criticizing someone especially taking the actual time to calm Comment. Yeah, especially a teenager, you creep. Yeah, like, like it's just so ridiculous. I feel like those people are not watching our show. <laughs> you are watching our show. No, you creeps. No. You no. Our viewers are nice people. I yeah, think, they're probably. lovely. We love you guys. Thank you for your support. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just think like when people are in the spotlight at that young of age, of an age, it just puts so much pressure on them to be thin. And I think there needs to be more of a normalization of just like your body is your body too, you know, and not. Like obviously there's a line where it's like you're too skinny, you're too Yeah, you like know. when you're like you're you need intervention because yeah. you have a problem. But it's like those are extremes. That most people aren't falling in yeah. those categories. And let's just normalize the rest of us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We look great. We look fine. I also think it's weird that 
like Sophie Turner was 15 when she started on Game of Thrones, which is like, you know, not so young. You're three years away from 18. Yeah. But it's not like an Olsen. No. So I think it's so weird. Like I was watching some show the other day and there was like a newborn in it. And I was oh, like, gosh. whose baby is that? Like, it, I hope it's someone on set who's like, I just gave birth to this. I work on the show. I know everybody here. I yeah. trust everybody here. But is it like. Are people giving their kids up to Hollywood for the chance that their their kid can make money? Like it's super creepy and like it's we creepy. need them for the plot, but it's like we're sacrificing these children for our entertainment and not caring if they grow up messed up. And letting a creepy, dirty actor hold them. Those people yeah. are filthy. They're like filthy who knows where they've addicts. been? Like, yeah. It's super weird. Like I think didn't Will Smith use his own kid in one of his movies? Like, yeah, Hayden? the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, okay, at least he's like when his like at least Will could hold his kid and be like, okay, we're gonna do it and an kiss his scene kid. Now. Yeah, yeah. I'm kiss your head. Like that's normal for him. But it's like most of the time, it's not the actual dad in the scene with you. It's yeah. Like, and where are the parents? They're just like, oh, I'm so proud of like my two year old boy, and so, he's and yeah. they're doing like emotionally intense yeah. scenes, like adult subject matter. It's weird. It is weird. Why do we? Can we not just like? not we should just i just think just no kids should be in entertainment and i that's actually funny because sophie actually touched on that in her interview she said she doesn't want her child to professionally do anything until she's 18 and she doesn't believe in becoming a nepotism child which yeah. i really appreciate yeah. that's such a good based. take yeah i was like such a good take because yeah. like you know you need to take kids need that pressure alleviated you know, you don't need to become an actor because mommy and daddy are. And just in general, kids should just not be in entertainment. Mm -hmm. I really just think that's... I think that's... we could do without them. Yeah, we like don't can, need them. You could say like, oh, I have children, but you don't need to show them. Or if you do, maybe they're people's kids that work on the production and they're they're around all the time and they know everybody. And But I still even, it's weird to have, like kids, like you said, can't consent to most things, but they can consent to being in these weird scenes on TV just for like yeah. the season because it's so important for the plot. It's well, like, what about even like kids in horror films? Like they don't know what they're doing and yeah. now they have to, now in retrospect, they're like, dang it, I played that creepy demon child and yeah. that's on my resume forever. And Sophie Turner here is saying like, yes, I'm going to be traumatized from the things that I, like some of the scenes that she was in were like really traumatized. Yeah, it's a gruesome show for sure. Um, why did she need to be so young? And I, that's why, you know, when... Um, my sister and I used, an actor, used to be an actor too. Like we know that they, they often use like 20 year olds to play high school kids. And mm -hmm. at, at the time I was like, why is that? Well, it's because you don't want actual 16 year olds doing yeah. sex scenes and, and having like conversations about abortion and death and suicide. It's gross and weird and they should be protected from that. It is gross, but do you also think it's kind of creepy that consenting adult, like adults are doing things, then they're dressed up as teens. And it's like, so it kind of makes it seem like, oh, I'm young and I can do this. But it's or this is normal, but it's like, no, these are actually adults doing mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Like, so there is like a I agree with yeah. you, but there's also like there I think Hollywood's just really freaking creepy. Mm, <laughs> just really is. creepy. We I just watch nature documentaries. We should just watch nature or the yeah. Bible series that you're yes! watching on YouTube, you know? They're so good. They're the Bible cute. collection on yeah. YouTube. You can watch all the movies for free. They're yeah. great. <laughs> but no, like and I mean, just a personal anecdote, I once auditioned for a movie. And uh, I had to give birth and I was like 15 years old. And they were like, all right, let's do it. And I did it. And then they're like, can you relax a little more? I was like, I'm giving birth to strangers. I'm six, like I'm 15 years old. Like didn't get the part. Yeah. But it's yeah. for the best. I once quit a show because, well, it was a movie. It was a short film. And I, I was like 20 something, but I had to make out with someone and I was like, I thought that it was fake kissing because I had never done it before. And they're like, no, it it's not fake. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> like, 
I was like, oh, I have to make out with this dude. And and there's a camera in my face. And I, I did it for the rehearsal. And then the next day I was like, oh, I have mono. I'm not, I can't be in the show. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably all have to get you tested. You thought they were fake I thought it was like, mm. no. they were like, no, no, no. You need to tongue each other. And I was like, ew. Yeah, it's are you gross. serious? Like, you don't know where their mouth's been. Ew. That's why I said actors are filthy. Kissing is very intimate. I don't want to do some rando. Yeah. It's gross. Like, maybe I'm a For, food. like, creepy, pervy directors, by the way. Exactly. They're all these male, creepy they executive are. producers. And they're like, oh, can you do this nude scene for free? And yeah. you're like, yeah. no, yes. I can't. Yeah, literally, they're like partial nudity. Yeah. And it's for, you, no money. And you don't and get like, paid. Yeah. Cool. And I was like, there's going to be a hundred other girls who will do it. And if I don't say yes, I'm out. So I was like, I'm out. I just quit. I quit acting. I was, I, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. So here I am. Here we are. And um, those that was our personal anecdote for the day. Um, no, I'm good. I have more. <laughs> Pause for an yeah. ad break. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so let's move on to maybe our next one about Victoria Beckham. This is a really Victoria good, this Beckham. is another based take. Mm -hmm. I liked it. Mm -hmm. I appreciated it. Mm -hmm. She is a very elegant lady. She's gorgeous. So she says the goal to be really skinny is an old-fashioned attitude that shouldn't be an aspiration for young women. So I guess I, uh, she has a fashion line, mm -hmm. and um, it's very expensive. I cannot and afford it. I literally want the dress that she's describing, like yeah. that tight knit dress. Yeah, oh my God, I it's know it's great. Seven hundred and fifty pounds. That's it. If that's, someone could send, if you want to buy us some yeah. stuff, we will take it. E transfers to misunderstood at Rebel News. So I guess she launched a new new jersey dresses and stuff and she got a lot of inspiration from time spent in miami is she hinting she's a conservative um with her family where she noticed a lot of really curvy women really own it there and she just appreciated their beauty and like how they show off their bodies with confidence which i really appreciate because mm -hmm. you know she's she's from like the 90s where yeah, everyone was like heroin super chic. skinny yeah. yeah and so it's nice to see her have this more healthy approach mm -hmm. um and to not, you know, put the same pressure that was on her on young women. I, yeah. That's what I really appreciate about yeah. it. Um, I do think it's, like, the wording that she used was, like, it was, I mean, she said something about, like, it's not all about being super skinny. She, she's, like, you want to have boobs and a butt. And it's, like, okay, well, that's also putting people in a box. Yeah. Because not everyone has, like, when you say, like, accept all body types, like, some women are, they don't have, like, curvy hips and giant yeah. boobs and, and giant butts and we're not waist. kim like, kardashian exactly well she's not even kim kardashian no. like like so it's while it's helpful to expand the definition yeah. of what's beautiful and sexy and in vogue it's still super limited to having a perfect proportion like, yeah i wonder if she just misspoke because she also did say that she's happy that her daughter can witness women who are comfortable with their natural figure okay that's so cool. but i do agree like we just the thing is like just we just need to abolish extremes when it yes. comes to um, voyeurism mm -hmm. when as it pertains to the female body. You know, yeah. I just no extremes. No, don't put women in a box. Mm -hmm. And she is so influential yeah. that it's really refreshing to hear someone like her who has yeah. a fashion brand talk about this because maybe she's going to. And I think she has already with these New Jersey dresses. It sounds like New Jersey. Yeah, they're New, New Jersey dresses and they're Jersey dresses. Which, That's cute. You know, they're hot. Yeah. yeah, but um, I think it's interesting because she might actually make clothes that fit different shapes instead yeah. of like because you know like Club Monaco like I love Club Monaco clothing but they are made for like tall super skinny giraffe yeah giraffe ladies and I'm like I can't it's not it doesn't fit it I'm doesn't like work. a stump you yeah, know I'm it's like not gonna work I'm literally like an elephant in those clothes <laughs> like I'm like Rrr! so I it's nice yeah. it, you'll see um so it's nice that she's gonna maybe take into consideration different body shapes and types when designing clothes 
Yeah, like, you know, because like, as we said, like, you don't have to be a size zero to be beautiful. Women's bodies vary. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, yeah, I, I just think balance, just a balanced approach. We need to see that more from people who have influence, I yes, think. Yes, yes. You know? We're talking to you, Kim. We're talking to you, Kim, and Kim, maybe we're thick. talking to you a little bit too, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Yeah. yeah. This was, uh, I think, last week or this, this week? This is this week, oh early this week. It's been a long week, y'all. It's been a week, you guys. Oh, it will be last week when the show comes out. Yeah, we're so doing this early. Last, this is last week. Right. Jordan Peterson widely mocked after calling sexy swimsuit cover authoritarian. It's a big word. Yeah. Uh -huh. So this is, um, I I love Jordan Peterson, but just because- He's great. Yeah, just because you love someone doesn't mean that you have to agree with them or defend them all the time. Yeah. You shouldn't agree with anyone 100% no, ever. definitely if not. If you are, you're not doing your research. Exactly. Just like the same thing when people say like Trump people, it's like you're just going to defend everything he does or Biden, you're just going to defend it. Yeah. It's like, let's it's not wrong. do that. It's wrong. You have to be able to see things with- More nuanced. Exactly. Yeah. He's speaking like he's speaking for everyone. And that's what's wrong with it. It's like he, <laughs> yeah. beauty is subjective. It is. And like, for me, I was like, Men are not the arbiter of what is and isn't beautiful. And like, who the hell are you, Jordan Peterson, to tell me what's beautiful? Like, you're not like George Clooney. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, like stop. Like, I hate, I'm sick of these ugly men pointing fingers at what's, who it is and isn't beautiful. Yeah. Like, you have no right to like, tell me. Like, just because your other women like it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean that others won't, and that other women won't look at her and say, wow, she's beautiful. Because the, the model is beautiful. Like, she's plus sized. Like, her she, face is great. She's beautiful, she's still like, so beautiful. Like, so beauty is subjective, but but Peterson would argue, and I would agree, there are still objective standards of beauty that yeah. people look to, like facial symmetry and like curvature of your of your silhouette. Absolutely. But this girl still falls into that category yeah. of beautiful, according she's to- She's not her. a blob. No, and she's beautiful. I guess maybe I understand some backlash because it is like a sports magazine. So, but, but but even so, like women of all sizes are please, athletic. Yeah, like usually girls who play sports aren't the ones who are on Sports Illustrated. Absolutely, yeah. I They're mean, Kim Kardashian recently exactly. was on the cover. I bet she can't even throw a rubber ball. No, like probably not. So, so maybe this girl, like, yeah. So I was thinking the same thing, but it's like this: the magazine is not called like Fitness Pro. Yeah, or like we're like abs, abs galore. Exactly. Yeah. Like she shouldn't be on abs galore because she's not. She's not super ripped, but like. Sports Abs Illustrated. <laughs> we need to start that magazine and we will not be on it. Um, sports Illustrated. Sports. Like, she could be any sort of athlete. Like It's, it's true. It's, she could be shot put for all you all exactly. know. Okay? Exactly. Like, those girls aren't, like, stick thin with giant boobs wearing a thong on the beach. Like, weird. And okay, what about the fact though that men who are ugly get to still remain on the news, in film, and all this stuff, and no one cares? But women are the only ones who have to be slender and beautiful, and you know, just objectively, conventionally gorgeous. Like, I don't like this standard, and I, I may seem a little like feminist of us, but like, I, it just really irks me that men get to do this. But like, if we do it, it's like, oh, it doesn't matter because he's a man. Who cares? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. No, I totally agree with you. It irks me. It irks. It's irking. And I really, I mean, is it authoritarian? Maybe it could be if, you know, it was someone who was like very, very obese, like 700 pounds. Yeah, like Tess Holiday. You know, and they're it's like, this is beautiful. It's like a crazy leftist. Yeah. Like, we're trying to, it's, it's normalized. very postmodern where it's like, like you're trying to completely abolish the definition of what beauty is. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, Tess. She's super fat. Yeah. She's so fat. And <laughs> no, she is though. She's like unhealthy. Like there's no way her organs yeah. are not 
stress. But she is anorexic, so oh, you yeah, got to be sensitive. Sorry, Taz. But like this woman that. is not even close. To yeah, that. not even in the same hemisphere. So. Yeah, and I mean, as we were talking about like anorexia, do you think that like when we talk about women's bodies like this, like this kind of negativity towards this uh, model, what's her name? Numi something. Numi or Yumi Me or something. Yumi Numi. Anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but. Th talking about a beautiful woman like that, don't you think that makes other women compare themselves to this person? They're you like, well, I don't, sorry. thank you. <laughs> well, I don't look like this, so maybe I'm ugly, so I need to change myself. I yeah. Maybe, oh, I'm that weight, but everyone thinks this is ugly. Maybe I need to be anorexic. Yeah, like it's like, not helpful, Jordan. It's not. It's like, not helpful. Obviously, we are pro-health. Take feeding your body well, exercising, you know, whatever. She doesn't look unhealthy. She doesn't look unhealthy though. That's the thing. Like, sorry that she hasn't. She has some body fat on her. Like yeah. that doesn't necessarily make her unhealthy. Like she's not obese. She's not anorexic. Right. Like she, a lot of women fall into that. Yeah, that category. It's like, true. I think if like, have you ever seen those photos though of like the 1970s? Like what the average person looked like. Everyone's super shredded. Yeah. It's like I do think that people. Like I know for a fact that the average BMI has gone up significantly. Yeah, which is a problem. 30. It is a problem. So I see the point in like, let's not normalize obesity, but this woman's sure. not obese. No. Like it's, she's just not. No. So, sorry. She's not. Sorry, Jordan. So, uh, you know, just think before you tweet. Well, he's not going to be tweeting anymore. Because he's a soy yeah. boy who left. <laughs> sorry, I do really like you, no, Jordan, yeah, but like, Bad take, okay? Yeah, well, he's been super spicy on Twitter lately, which I think has been great. But when you're that spicy and off the cuff on Twitter, you're bound to F up. Yeah. And he did. So yeah. that's the price you pay. Like, when you don't think before you tweet. That's yeah. That's the price you pay. It's a great. Like, people gonna get mad. People gonna get mad. People gonna get mad. And you know what? Just take it with a grain of salt, mm -hmm. Jordan. It's not the big. It's not that big of a deal. No, okay? It's, not, it's really not. Like, you're a married man. You don't need to be attracted to her anyways. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Anyway. Anyways. I think that's the show. Is that the show? I, we we did her, we Woo! did her. So this was Misunderstood, which airs every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time at misunderstoodshow.ca, i.e. Rebel News Plus. Uh, so definitely watch it. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe. Subscribe. Please. And if you haven't subscribed yet, that's okay, because you can still listen to the show on Tuesdays when it comes out on all your favorite streaming platforms for free. You just can't see our beauty and all like the, the article and the phlegm that yeah. flies out. You can't out. see the phlegm. Yeah. And you can't see me going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you get what you pay for. <laughs> you get what you pay for. And then on Saturdays at 2 p.m., if you go to watchmisunderstoodshow.ca or subscribe to our YouTube channel, Watch Misunderstood Show, you can watch the show for free. For free. But the content might be old, Ben. So, so I really old. think you should subscribe to you Rebel News subscribe. Plus. Okay. And then you can get access to all the other shows on Rebel News Plus 2, which is Ezra Levent, The Ezra Levent Show, The Gun Show with Sheila Gunn Reed, Andrew Says with Andrew Chapados, and of course, Rebel Roundup with David Lindsay. Anyway, follow us on social media. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.